Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. Ooh, spooky times. Uh, this, uh, my name is Ian. Oh, this is Paul David. This is Kenny. Uh, and this week we're talking about Something is Killing the Children by James Tynion IV and Werther Del Edera. At least that's I hope you say his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're talking about the first 15 or so issues. I want to say right here at the top, the ending of the 15th issue, I was like, holy shit, that's all you really need. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. I was like, damn, that ended so... Uh, Perfect. Yeah, organically and like, like it felt like a legitimate ending to like a long-running series or something. And that's why I even asked you, you know, before precast what uh how far along this comic has gone since what we read because i really felt like this was like a beautiful clean cutoff point this comic could end right here at this 15th issue and i would have had enough with this universe to like be satisfied with it and then i say that but if we would if i knew it ended here i'd probably be like i want more (laughs) but it was such a perfect clean cut i know Mm -hmm. we were deciding between 10 and 15 and i'm glad we did the full 15 i'm extremely glad we essentially got this full archer's peak arc you know story arc which was Mm -hmm. perfect um to read and the perfect kind of spooky and i remember i've uh i've picked up this comic in a couple of comic book stores i've even Mm -hmm. felt like i mean the name alone something is killing the children is just such a sick you know it's just immediately drawing for me and so i remember picking it up and like flipping through it and seeing you know erica for the first time with her bandana on and i was like ah maybe not (laughs) 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 so uh, it's it's very um straightforward mm -hmm. a lot of everything is just very like there's nothing over designed about even the the something that's killing mm-hmm. the children, um, but let's let's say just a I guess a brief synopsis. It's about a small town that um, there is something killing the children, and we follow the adventures of a kid who's experienced it firsthand, mm-hmm. not dying, not being killed, um, and then a monster hunter that's come in to basically. Uh, finish the job mm-hmm. or or you know Take clean up clean up the mess yeah she's, um, she's our man in black you know yeah exactly well <laughs> it, this actually reminded me more of supernatural than oh, men in black no. than anything <laughs> so i got into this right away because i've seen a lot of supernatural and i was like oh dude i'm pretty sure they fought like monsters like this before <laughs> so this is that's interesting that the first thing you would compare this to would be Supernatural. Well, the first thing I actually in my head compared it to was It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, Supernatural because of the whole Monster Hunter. Right. It, both thing. It and Supernatural, funny enough, uh, created by Stephen King. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I mean, no way. Basically everything Supernatural was made by this guy. Yeah, well, oh. you, Stephen King created the idea of Supernatural. The fact that anything mm. could be Supernatural. Stephen I mean... King. Made I'm pretty sure that wasn't and Stephen King. Mary Shelley is actually Stephen King's daughter. Yeah. It's actually been proven so. that Stephen King is an immortal god. He's <laughs> writing <laughs> he the is, history he books is, of horror. You know, he is all Cthulhu. of age. Cthulhu. Yeah. <laughs> he He's Cthulhu. <laughs> He's King Ulu. Stephen King Cthulhu. <laughs> That's my um, uh, Hey, uh, so I know you wanted to oh, right. talk about your day a little bit. Or yeah, no, I, I, I do want to <laughs> like make this show a little bit more formal and not just strictly about the topic that yeah. we're talking about. Um, so what's uh, what's killing your children? This <laughs> uh, I had My this girlfriend. week. I, well, it's funny because before <laughs> podcast, you were talking about how your girlfriend's car had issues. Yeah, her fucking battery died. And yeah. It was a pain in the ass. It's funny you mentioned that. 
because my fiance's car has was also having an issue where we had to diagnose it and the issue was that her blower resistor was dead dude and that sounds that like blower resistor not working that sounds like a good thing you know what i'm saying <laughs> um God damn it. Here, let me see. <laughs> oh thank you thank you don't, don't applaud it's okay don't applaud so her Um, lower resistor yeah so you hear that and you're like what the fuck is that (laughs) it's to resist the blowing it's it's actually one of the most interesting pieces of of like car hardware i've ever seen i'm gonna Mm -hmm. pull up a picture of it but basically the air conditioner in her car speaking of air conditioner what was that that's a motorcycle or something okay (laughs) um the air conditioner in her her car was on full blast Uh because the resistor was broken and so the blower is just the fan that's pushing up all right. the coolant air into the. So, so it was like, um, like to help cycle out the air, the cold air and the hot air I, in the well, car. So the resistor thing. is basically it's like, like what allows you to have different levels mm-hmm. of airflow. Okay. It's like, yeah. it's yeah. like a uh, what is it called? Uh, like a fuse, mm-hmm. but like a big fuse. And it's um, I'm going to show it to you guys. It looks like. The oh. one that I installed was even like more <laughs> dynamic than that. Really? It's like it looks like something from like a like a science fiction movie yeah. or something. It, I was holding it and I was like, "Oh, when are we going to install the AllSpark?" You know what I mean? Like I was just trying to come up with like science fiction <laughs> yeah. names for it. I found the Omega Drive. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looks like a bunch of like yeah. hard drives stacked <laughs> yeah. on did top you, of each other. Did you see the slots for the Energon crystals? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, damn, I'm, Paul Damon, I'm you're hilarious. You're today. stacking it today, <laughs> my man. Um, no, but uh, so I had to install that in her car. You did it yourself? Yes, and it was underneath the. It was right by the pedals in the like on the driver's side. Hmm. Okay. So I was inside the car doing it. But the way that the I had to either like undo the whole fucking like steering wheel above mm-hmm. me because I was laying down basically. Or undo the pedals, and both of those sounded extremely difficult to do. <laughs> so I just got a stubby screwdriver and got in there, and that it took me an hour to undo the screws because there was just so little room mm-hmm. in there. Um, but finally, I did it, and I was extremely proud of myself. And our car's <laughs> working awesome. again. Or yeah, the and AC's working. The AC's working again. So, um, God oh, bless you. Thank you. When she had told me that her air conditioner was broken, and I turned the car on to check on and it, it blasted out, and again. it was blasting. I was like. It's not broken. This is the best air conditioner. <laughs> this thing's working awesome. It's I'm, I would say it's working overtime. <laughs> yeah, it's it's overpowered. Um, nice. Okay, enough of that button. Um, but no, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that because I thought it would be a funny little story to talk about. No, that's great, and that's uh, awesome of you to uh, take on the challenge because I feel like I would have been like, ah, <laughs> I don't want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome that you actually did it. Just did it yourself. Yeah. You know? So yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I had I had to change my girlfriend's battery out. Yeah, that's super fucking easy. Man. Yeah, I know it's very easy. <laughs> it's just a pain in the ass. Have you ever not peed, even. Have you ever peed on a battery? No. Why would I? Why it's would I funny. Have you ever licked a <laughs> nine volt? <laughs> I, I a I nine volt. I have. I have licked a nine volt. Yeah, nine volts are fun, man. It's fun to lick them. Um, let's get on to the comic book. <laughs> Fine. Man. Go back. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, I put um, together a ceiling fan too. I you like sent us the video, fans. yeah, I know it. 
you're quite the superhero, my man. Right. Um, speaking of superheroes, comic books. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Something is Killing the Children. We read all 15 issues. This was technically three arcs. Mm-hmm. But right. reading it back to back to back to back to back like we did, <clears throat> it felt like a single season of a television show. How did you guys idea. feel about this this kind of overarching idea or this story that it introduces to us? Well, once again, I'm glad we decided to go the full 15 issues because, like I said, we got this full, essentially, Archer's Peak story arc where we got mm-hmm. to see the resolve of this whole, whole thing. Where if, I feel like if we had ended at issue 10, we would have all been a little more... Uh, lost. Lost or edgier to like know how the finale right. happened, you yeah. know? Um, but I think we got everything we kind of needed or would wanted out of these 15 issues, which includes, you know, an interesting story arc with the monsters, a good look at House of Slaughter, which was one of my favorite things mm-hmm. in this. And that's where I was kind of going on at the beginning where I was like, you know, I'd pick this book up and looked at it and be like, uh, maybe not looking at how Erica looks. Right. And I'm so glad we gave this a chance because she's such an unconventional look at a monster hunter. hunter. Yeah. And but I love that about this book that they chose to take these like kind of greater like divergences from what you'd kind of expect from that kind of reality of you know you'd expect Definitely. monster hunters to be like big brood men with like giant swords or like mythical items and or like, very all- uh capcom with yeah. their fucking monster hunter series or exactly. sam and dean winchester from supernatural yeah. oh boy <laughs> boy <laughs> uh, thank you thank you <laughs> But I'm really glad we gave it a chance because I liked how how it took its own liberties to be different in, yeah. in mm. cool ways, you know. And you're right, like the way that the monsters could have been more generic, but they and like they're not super complicated, but they fit so perfectly into what the story's trying to get accomplished, yeah. you know. And so I really enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed this comic more than I think I even thought I was going to. You know, yeah. I read it in kind of multiple sittings, um, but I really it really kept me coming back to be like, dang, I want to know. Uh, what the fuck's going to happen? You know? the, the setup for this book is incredible. The first, like, two or three issues, mm-hmm. you're like, damn, it's setting up all this dynamic, and I'm not sure which direction it wants it to go in. Because, um, like, you know, the the book starts out with James in, like, a... Or I, I would there's, argue James is our main character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's at a sleepover, and he they're playing Truth or Dare, and James... I feel like is kind of like an alternate reality version of James Tynion the fourth, our writer, because they share a same name. Mm -hmm. Uh, They Hmm. both wear glasses. They're both, you know, kind of dorky. That's messed up. Yeah. I'm sorry, James. Um, But uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, no, but I I just, he, he was, he made up a monster for Mm -hmm. them to dare them to go outside and, to scare them, to face. Yeah. literally, yeah. this whole story is made up by a James. So I, I, I just, I don't know. I found it kind of like wherever Stephen King writes a book and the main character is a writer. Yeah, it's like the same fucking thing to me. Yeah, no, I, I didn't even think about that. To I be honest, even, I didn't even consider that. But that's such a good look at it to be like he, he was like maybe he had a monster when he was a kid or something. He was yeah. like, this is a story I wanna, I wanna tell. So that's actually interesting to point that out. That this it could very much be like a. Like a mythical autobiography right. from James. Um, I think it's actually kind of funny that you say that this to you is like a season of a TV mm-hmm. show because, like I was saying, it reminds me so much of Supernatural. I actually <laughs> watched the, I mean, watched, I actually uh, read this comic all in one city, mm-hmm. yeah. all 15 issues, one city. You basically did a Netflix binge. binge. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so um, when I picked it up, I was into it right away. I love the whole sleepover when when he's just telling the story and um, obviously he's fucking with them. Yeah. And then the very next thing 
is he's being he's interrogated in yeah. by the cops and <laughs> he's covered in blood. Yeah. And that was beautiful to me. That's a really great transition and like perfect way to go through this. But reading it all in one sitting, I I saw this as one full episode of a TV show. Yeah. Because it all took place in yeah. one town. Everything happened and everything finished could, within these 15 minutes. It could issues. be a movie mm-hmm. even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah Where like I mean, Stranger Things is at like eight episodes. When you're done right. watching it, it felt like a really long, big movie. Yeah. Exactly. This could have been like the same kind of thing. And and I would, dude, that would be cool for them to try to adapt so, this into a movie. So, guess who is adapting this? Oh, so it's happening. Oh my that, god, that makes sense. for real? Netflix is adapting. That makes so much sense. <laughs> and so I think oh, this, dude. Is, this is kind of like their ace in the pocket once Stranger Kids is done. Next, Stranger Kids, Like yeah. at the end of this year or and whenever it comes out. And this is kind of like a Stranger Things-esque yeah. thing, you know? It's kind of a coming-of-age story for our main character, James. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... The Stranger yeah, Thing comparison is my only bummer to Netflix doing that yes. because I feel like that's how the masses is going to see it. Right. Just like, a, oh, this is just another Stranger Things For sure. when it's such a obviously flushed out version of its own story, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's different enough with the fact that we're going to get like monster hunters and, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, a little bit f- more fighting back, you know, right. than just full on fear. How did you feel about Erica's introduction, which like real quick was one of my favorite things about this book where mm. there's like this poor girl in a wagon who's like missing limbs and an eye and she just walks out of the fucking forest bloody as hell and she's like did you get him <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? like <laughs> I, I, at first i kind of looked at it and i was like did she kill those kids <laughs> and then i was like no 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 never mind she I, didn't kill this i kids. like the idea that she's just so work focused that she's obviously just coming from her last mission not hasn't even taken time right. to clean herself or done anything you know mm-hmm. what i mean she's just on her way to like uh go fight the new monster she has to deal with you know and so yeah that's another thing that the book doesn't show us but heavily implies is that each monster that she goes on to fight must be different Mm. This is they describe types, you know. So yeah. there's obviously like a obscura types yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that's what these were called. Mm-hmm. They're like shadow beings that only manifest themselves when they eat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was. I thought the monsters. Sick. Yeah, let's, yeah let's that talk was about the monster design a little bit. That is sick, and they have what I always like to call the fairy rule, which is that you mm-hmm. have to believe in them in order for oh. them to exist. Yes. You know? Um And I've always liked that idea because that's such a horrifying thing to have to balance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like. You could not believe in it on the most surface, you know, on, in mm. the on the greatest of levels. But it's that deepest part of you that has that that interlocked fear, and then so now you have a real monster that's, that's been created from it. And, and in a sense, that's like it, yeah. Like yeah. Anyway, no, for sure, it's where he he can't really harm you unless you really fear him. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And so I just think that kind of mixed with the only kids can see it, you know, the Chronicle mm-hmm. of Narnia kind of rule, yes. which is like <laughs> you once you turn a certain age, you just forget you know unless you um, get stabbed in the head by, by a piece weird. of gold or something <laughs> whatever it was i know i wish they kind of i mean i'm sure we'll get more on that Dude, but like, i'm excited exactly. when that happened i was like fuck i need to know more about yes. whatever the fuck that was i have to believe that there will be a whole arc of the story that'll be about the house of slaughter oh, or so really, there's a spinoff yeah there's oh, there a spinoff is. series that's coming out soon <laughs> damn it this book has so much going on around yeah it. i i feel like we, we picked it up comic book series yes. okay yeah. so i feel like we picked up this book like right whenever it's hot and prime <laughs> Um, it's still spicy <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> um, no there's a spinoff book coming out called House of Slaughter which I love and Ooh. it's all about Aaron which is kind of Erica's like 
mentor Older brother yeah. mentor. oh no not mentor because her mentor was somebody else jessica was her name jessica, jessica yes. there yeah. you go and that's the one who like brought her in mm-hmm. i guess aaron oh. was like her boss jessica's boss or maybe or a friend or something yeah they were yeah. like on the same tier probably aaron yes, and jessica i think so but i really want to know more of the dynamics of that family because it's like what what are black masks versus white mask why is erica the last black mask you mm-hmm. know there's just so much mystery they added to that aspect of the story that i was like fuck i want so much more of this you yeah know? and then i love the fact where later on they even say like we're only one house. Oh, yeah. He, yeah the, like, what do they call him? The Elder Dragon or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's also... Um, He's eating gummy worms. There's apparently going to be another family that's not last name Slaughter. I think it's Butcher, but it's yeah. spelt differently. It's like B-O-U-C-H or something like that. Um, so that's pretty interesting, too, because then we have, like, warring houses of, mm-hmm. like, monster hunters. That's fucking sick. The Slaughters <laughs> versus the Butchers. <laughs> I'm excited, man. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll definitely have to pick this up again. No, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, no, the, the book is currently still running. Um, I, I wanted to talk about... Is James Tinian writing the he's spinoff series? He's co-writing the spinoff series. That so does. so not only is Werther Del er- Ed- Edera also co-doing the art, they're, they're kind of like ushering a new team in to take over this book. Oh, okay. Because it's a creator-owned property, so I'm pretty sure James Tinian and Werther Del Edera are like owners of this idea and so they're just kind of like subletting it to like other creators yeah at the moment there are 20 issues out oh so the 20th issue has come out so there is five more issues okay cool so i mean i think that's fine Mm -hmm. you know hopefully we could wait for another 10 issues to come out and we'll read another 15 i think that'll be great maybe i hope if it completes an arc like this one did if if we find out like maybe the the 30th issue or something Mm -hmm. um kind of not the 30th, the 25th issue kind of ends at a good point. Then we'll just pick up another 10 issues or something for another episode. Yeah, yeah. just whatever. We'll, like, we'll I, play it by We'll ear. do it in arcs. Yeah, I, exactly. I think that would be great. But yeah, no, I mean, this this first, first 15 issues is fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I really recommend this to anybody. How mm-hmm. did you guys feel about the gore in this book? Let's let's talk about the art oh, factors dude. of this yeah. book. The gore was awesome. And like I kind of feel like... With how many comic books and stuff we've just been reading, the gore was a little bit needed. Oh, okay. For, like, I don't know. I just hadn't yeah, seen something this graphic in a while. I'm not saying, like, that's the kind of thing I want to see. Right. But it was it was a nice difference. You know what I mean? I in the type of stuff we've been reading. Fresh to have something that didn't pull the punches so Exactly. Much, they just went straight for it. It's like, hey, these are children. Now they're being torn limb for limb. Because this like, is probably the goriest thing I think we've read mm-hmm. since we've kind of started this. I think this. so, yeah. Because uh, it is pretty violent. But that's where I think... Werther's artwork uh, mm-hmm. and even uh, Mikhail Muerto's uh, inking does mm-hmm. such a great job of like oh, it's, it's so surreal that it's like for me I'm not into gory movie you know I don't like right. violence to that mm-hmm. extent especially when it's shot so real right uh, and so the fact that it's so surreal the way that it's drawn it's it's very realistic but not so much so that um, I could really get into this and I think you're right like we kind of needed something for this spooky season that was children being fucking ripped apart (laughs) to really get to get home so i thought this was perfect you know um in the level of violence it showed um and but the way that it was delivered to us is still uh jarring and violent but not so much so that i was like i don't want to read any more of this you know the the part that really got me was the little girl that died in the parking lot yeah so yeah towards the end of this this arc there is um they find the mass grave Right. of like where the monsters have been keeping the missing children because like 
Erica even talks about how it's weird that the children aren't just dead and found dead. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. some, for, for whatever reason, it's the monsters is hoarding some of these children or they're, or, you know, the grownups are just not finding the children. Yeah. Um, but we finally find the mass grave. And so they have to use the gymnasium. There's so many fucking dead kids mm-hmm. to lay them all out. That part, I was like, fuck. Oh, <laughs> this is. He even mentions like, I was having to sit and match a jawbone to yeah. faces earlier. And the fact you're having to like, put body parts yep. together that's so gruesome and horrible yeah, i love like, when the coroner's like i quit and then the, sh- <laughs> the sheriff's like no you fucking don't quit like you can't yeah no but i mean because of that there is a, a horde of people out in the parking lot mm-hmm. and it, the, it sets it up so well i, mean, I that's know that's such a beautiful the, setup oh yes. god this book just flows so well it's like he knew exactly what the story beats were mm-hmm. but he also knew the exact rivers to take us to each story beat you that's know such what a I mean? good way to put it yeah because like it just flew so well it just i was like fuck this book does not stop moving <laughs> and, <laughs> right. I mean, when all when that group gathers in the parking lot of mm-hmm. the gymnasium you don't see it as setting up a plot you know what right. i mean i never read it as that until it was happening that i was like oh shit they're all fucking crowded <laughs> together with their kids in an open space uh, and that's your point they're they're such smoothly flowing rivers there's never like that big rock where it's like oh he obviously did this because yeah. we needed that to go along <laughs> we needed that to go along in the story right um and another so- good thing that they do about that actually was they never gave us any indication that these monsters would attack while adults were around or anything right. like that yeah or do any every anytime an adult or somebody came around that couldn't see them or couldn't fear them or believe in them they just disappeared yeah and then suddenly it's like they're just so ravenous that they just do it yeah you know so. i i kind of have a theory about that that kind of just sprung into my head mm-hmm. yeah. which is that the so there is a mother monster mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. erica kills in like issue five six seven somewhere around there Right. And we're five. Yeah, I think it's what sets up the next arc where she's like, it had fucking kids. Kids. Yeah. (laughs) This wasn't a fucking. She has to be the one killing those children. Mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right. No, but anyway, so those kids grow up pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, the whole idea here is that because they're not matured as much, they don't know to only kill the things that can see them. You know what I mean? In order to keep their existence, like, existence, yeah, like to stay alive, for and they're longer. so bloodthirsty, is what we understand. Like they managed to tear up like one or a handful of bodies, but it wasn't nearly enough to feed all five of them. So right. they were obviously going to be fucking on the prowl for some munchies. You know? yeah. They were they were starting to starve, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I thought was fucking sick, dude. Yeah. Like to suddenly amp up the volume. Like it's not something; it's some things that are killing these children. Well, and and even beyond that, it's like you kill the main monster and take away the food source for the little ones, but they're not going to just die and wander off. They're going to keep killing in, exactly. in, in an even worse way because they don't have a controlled way to do it. You know, they yeah. never learned and their mother's gone. So, so let's talk about how it worked when they were babies. Um, the, the kids would eat the, like the kid monsters. Yeah. I mean, they would eat the already slain children right. and like the mother would bring them home Nom on the bits. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so the mom would only ever really eat, the life kids the living children mm-hmm. and so now i want to talk about beyond mm-hmm. who is another child in this she's mess. crazy bro I, what <laughs> what is up with her okay she spent two weeks inside of a bunch of kids bodies yeah. she's broken forever <laughs> yes but like even like but past that she's like 
They're babies. Don't <laughs> kill the babies. I it's have... like they're gonna fucking murder people. But she only ever saw them probably as small creatures, like right. kind of softly feeding on just already dead bodies. And once again, she's yeah, like, that's not weird. Her her brain's having to cope with this fucking reality, sure. you know. And so she sees them as like, oh, those are the little ones. At least they're not the fucking big scary one that killed everyone and brought them here. <laughs> yeah, you know? Basically, they're yeah. kind of cute. <laughs> I have to understand she was taught the circle of life very early. <laughs> like yeah. somehow, oh, that's very true. Yeah, because like she was just totally okay with this kind of being the like the cycle of like how these kids are bound die. to die you know yeah. um it, it was so jarring the idea of a living child hiding there and mm-hmm. staying there for two weeks she must have been how did a little bit of a cannibal yeah maybe. she must have been eating yeah, bodies that's, that's yeah. what i was gonna say too like how did she survive or maybe she was eating like cave frogs or something <laughs> like <laughs> I no, I have to believe she's probably consuming, <laughs> consuming human. Yeah, and so it made me think, like, maybe she's not a kid. Maybe she's something else. Dude, me too. And so That's interesting. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that maybe somewhere down the line she's she's going to be something else. Something greater than I don't know, because she kind of, like... Or maybe from, like, a different time or she, something? Like, she knew people before that. True. She was a part of an incident mm-hmm. before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't know if she would be something else. Well, but Maybe, they never found her family, right? They never did find yeah, her, her family. Her family just ditched town. That's apparently, that's a good excuse for them to be gone. True. Yeah, well, exactly. What if, what if they pick her up and, she, and they're take like, her this through is the, not to the, the house? Same yeah, like the uh-huh. what's it called? The house of slaughter. 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 Oh, see? what if they kind of adopt her? Even yeah. though they said we learned our lesson with the last time. Yeah, <laughs> but there's still a chance that they could adopt her, considering the fact that they let Erica stay. Yeah, I mean, for all we know, she could literally sh- be all of a sudden be perfectly fine and show like take a bus somewhere and show up, and they'll be like, "Welcome to the house of butcher." What'd you learn about the slaughters? <laughs> and she'll just be like, "This is how they do dude, shit," you know, dude. That's, that's yes. a good fucking idea. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that happens in the next five issues. Are you listening, like, James? Yeah. God damn it! You yelled. I'm sorry. Uh, was it that bad? I liked no, it, it was alright. Okay. Um, the levelator's gonna. Gonna equal it all out pretty good. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> um, so, I guess now what I I was gonna like kind of propose is like, what if? So the monsters are imaginary friends or imaginary things yeah. that have to be created, and then every like more than one child has to believe, believe in, them in it yeah. for them to manifest. Seemingly, they don't ever definitively say that that is the truth here, but I mean that's right. the only explanation kind of given Given to us right the james created this at least the initial monster right exactly and so maybe my next question is did beyond make the children make the baby monsters or is beyond Mm. an imaginary friend herself what if she is a monster herself she's the sixth child or something yeah like interesting so i don't know there's there's a lot to consider with the build-up of this like kind of first arc you know what i mean the only thing with i mean beyond can be seen by adults that's the true, only issue true, true, like, true. like the cop and then the old lady at the police station they all can see her and so if she, i can't believe that she's one of at least these obscure types that only right. children can see i want to believe there's monsters in this world that adults can definitely see yeah, you know yeah. and it's just this type uh, that we deal with in the story that are like that um but i definitely read it as beyond creating the children that's because oh. i mean they essentially hinted that that's how 
James survived, they didn't eat him because, or it didn't eat him because he was its creator of oh, essence. And true. so I kind of blamed the same thing on Beyond that she survived all that time because she was like the creator of, of the ones that were constantly kind of around her. True. Wow, that's so fucking good. Yeah, yeah. I think that that levels out pretty well. And so I was very convinced that. Uh, well, the thing was, I was very convinced that she definitely did some cannibalistic bullshit <laughs> to survive that two weeks. But then uh-huh. it's like through that, I saw her as a trauma, a horribly traumatized true. child. Someone who has been through something so unforgivable, well, so so breaking to the brain that you can never come back from that. There's no repairing that wound, you know. And so she's just like a snap, a person who has snapped, and it's kind of crazy, but is a kid at the same time. And so she, she just had to do what she had to do to survive, you know. Is how I saw beyond people, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) absolutely, yeah, just like the babies. Just that's why she justifies like the babies. She's like just trying to survive. Exactly. That's exactly <gasps> how I shit. saw that. Was that? <laughs> oh my gosh! That's exactly how I read that. I feel so sad now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because, like, I'm kind of joking, but at the same time, now I kind of believe you. Yeah. Like, I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, he's not wrong. I I I believe it to be fact. Um, but I love the idea that she could be because you're right. It's like, how did she survive that two weeks? Mm-hmm. Everything that we get from her story is hearsay from her directly True. who's to say she was there that long who's you know, she could very well like it made that butcher she's a know, fucking theory. child like what the fuck does she know about time exactly my How little would... brothers think like 10 yeah. minutes is as long as three hours and she had some big thought <laughs> yeah exactly and she had some they sound big, like a couple of idiots she had some big <laughs> thoughts when it came to life and death and the circle True. of life you mm-hmm. know so it'd be interesting to get more of what Dude, the fuck is her deal. i hope she's a butcher i hope they Dude, beyond butcher <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like beyond meat or something <laughs> um i just one one more thing before we go to break um i was so used to these kind of flashback kid horror things taking place in a different time mm-hmm. that when i saw erica's like burner phone i assumed it was like 1998 or something or like 2000 (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i just had to assume that like oh this is another like flashback retrospective at like a horror you know property um did you guys ever feel like it was out of time like it was a different time period or no i actually never even considered gave a thought to it (laughs) like making me sound like i I was just thought it's pretty much modern yeah you know exactly for the most part yeah there's nothing so blatantly unmodern that we'd you know be thrown out of it. So that's like cell nobody's phone. riding horses or yeah, or even like, using like landlines. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah, um, I find it interesting that you saw her design and was like, "Nah, I think it looks sick." That's I mean, I, I like her eyes and I like how everybody who I guess has gone through the ritual or whatever get, they do like, get like eyes. weird eyes yeah. because like that even happens to what's his name Aaron. Tommy. Oh, ta- Tommy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I going to say it, it, it's a, it doesn't surprise me because I can understand where I guess I was coming from in the sense that I was like oh this book looks gritty and edgy uh, and horrifying I, I get what and you then mean. I flipped to a page and it's a girl in a bandana with some teeth yeah. on it and I was like <laughs> and it wasn't even like a cool shower she was bloody like this it was just more of like you know her standing around and I was like yeah so um, you just went to a random page in the yeah comic? I like flipped through a physical copy you know yeah. <laughs> and uh, in, a, in a store and I uh, was like ah, maybe not you know because it, it I feel like the name implies implies something 
that this does actually give you in the end. That's what's even crazier about it is the product that it offers is what it gives you. It's just to look at it you have on to, the surface level. Yeah. You would, I feel like you wouldn't, you, it, it can be a little bit. I think uh, you really need that. F- the first like 10 pages yeah. of the first comic to really get into it. Like, yeah, like, that's, it that's a good draws call. you in mm-hmm. almost immediately. And then from there you can forgive anything else that lacks, well, and you know, but there's not even that much that lacks in this. Comic. Their choice to make our first, shot of er- viewing of Erica be completely bloody and with a machete mm-hmm. gives you the tone they want you of her where if she just showed up in town with the burner phone and like in her jacket and was like hmm you know and her mask on or something was like hmm I feel like the, it wouldn't have been as intense you wouldn't have gotten the oh this girl's someone to f- not yeah. to fuck with you know saying it like that sounds very webcomic-y where it's mm-hmm. like you know like just something that someone cooked up on Tumblr mm-hmm. you know what I mean <laughs> um, okay well let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll finish talking about something is killing those dang old children ah, man what is it boo that's scary <laughs> yeah actually <laughs> we're back we're talking about uh, something is killing the children oh my god <laughs> is there something Sorry. still killing the children um, might as well be um, I wanted to talk about the house of slaughter I know we already talked about them a mm. lot but I got ext- especially with Werther's um, art style I got extreme deadly class vibes from yes it. oh and even the master is it like the grand dragon yeah. or whatever his name was is is it dragon no wizard is the KKK show right? yeah grand wizard <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it, the the design, the fact that they're all, you know, um, obviously coming from different places. Mm-hmm. They Most of them had to have been adopted or uh, inducted into the In the same organization. way we see Erica, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I just, it felt very Deadly Class where it's like, Deadly Class was trying to drive home the whole idea of like Hogwarts, but for assassins, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's how I kind of felt about it. Yeah, this is Hogwarts for Monster Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of crazy because I kind of got the impression that a lot of them were born into it. Oh, okay. And they're not like people that you find. I, I felt like Erica what... was kind of a rare case yeah. where they found her. And like when they talk about her, they say that um, the her mentor, Jessica, had found her and... Uh, Erica had already killed the monster, even though Erica was a child. Right. Yeah. So Jessica was like, "Dude, she fucking killed a monster. Let's just bring her in and train her." You know, she's got so these I, crazy green eyes. Look at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I want to say that most of them, it's like a lineage kind of thing. I have to know? assume that that means that there was multiple families that had the title Slaughter, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I mean, even in this case, it's their, it's probably their legal last name, Slaughter. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's very interesting. I, I can't wait to read more about the lineage and how these people come to exist yeah. within this one house, you know? And I like that we get two scenes with the dragon where he's like, well, I mean, the first one, he's like drinking something. And then when he's talking with Erica, he's like eating gummy worms. And I know yeah. it sounds silly, <laughs> but to me that not only was like, oh, this old man obviously likes snacks, but it's like, these are people, you know what I mean? Even well, for how crazy he mm-hmm. is and this like insane golden mask he's wearing, these are like. Dude, his mask was humans, sick. you know? I saw it as a reflection of him still being childlike. Yeah. Yes. And it's youthful. like youthful. And it's almost like you can only see these monsters if you're afraid and a child. And so it's almost like the house has to have that kind of still like childlike connection. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and why so, they can see it without maybe needing to be punked in the that's head. Why they, yeah. <laughs> that's why they handle everything like fucking children. Yeah. Also, also that. <laughs> so, yeah, the white... The white masks mm-hmm. were a bit like uh, they needed human blood real bad. I, I don't. That's that's another thing I can't wait to read more about is how Erica describes their day to day functions, where yeah. they're more worried about 
cleaning up the messes that the monsters make rather than killing Mm -hmm. the monsters, you know, or protecting the kids. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see that in a more, because like pre cell phones, pre all this stuff, Mm -hmm. I, I can believe that a little bit better, but especially because, you know, we have thousands and thousands of campfire stories. It's like, oh, what if those were all actual monster sightings? Yeah. But the House of Slaughter already cleaned it up, and now it's just all hearsay, you know? It's just like, oh, these fucking crazy people believe in Bigfoot? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that was actually Timmy Turner's, you know, imaginary friend. I didn't mean to say and Timmy this, Turner. Yeah, this one, <laughs> and that's what breaks me about the, like, the fairy rule a little bit, is just, like, even in spite of, like, say she comes in and kills the monster mm-hmm. but there's still several kids in town who believe in that monster does another one resurface yeah, yeah does another one manifest from oh, other people's fear or does it like do they only man you know what i mean like that was something i've always been intrigued by that is like yeah. how far does that manifestation level go you know yeah, like that's like if i were to suddenly convince everybody that i believe in a god name like timmy turner or something like <laughs> yeah, that exactly and so we all god just, turner we all yeah we all just make a church for timmy turner and then we manifest him like like i don't know that's that's a good call like, like how, the flying spaghetti monster like the flying fucking spaghetti <laughs> so monster. If they really are coming in under the radar like this and killing mm-hmm. these monsters off, I don't think that would necessarily solve the problem for at least this type of monster that right. is so greatly manifested by the fear of the people in that community. Because it's like if they didn't know it's gone now, they're going to keep fearing the thing that they don't know. Can I, you know? I, I just want to say something that's kind of irrelevant. Okay. Um, but it's because you were talking about like if you imagined a monster you right. know, or a god. whatever, a god. Mm-hmm. Um, did you all know that there's a church? out right now that's currently trying to create like um create their own quote-unquote god and what they're doing is they're uh they believe in like i don't know fucking lobsters and shit Mm -hmm. and there's no real like um lifespan to lobsters oh right and like there's no limit to how big they can grow so like under the proper conditions um during molting if you help them during molting and stuff like that they can potentially grow astronomically and live forever so they're gonna try to over generations um, breed breed this gigantic lobster and make it their god huh isn't that weird yeah did you just make that up (laughs) i really wish i did but i i can't for the life of me remember what the church is called (laughs) but i heard about it the other day Uh, church of rock lobster oh yeah rock lobster that's church of rock lobster uh that's, that does, that's crazy. That does not surprise me. Yeah. At all, actually. Um, I'm, I'm Is curious it in America? Yes. Oh. I'm curious what their membership <laughs> numbers is like. You know, like how many people they've got. Do they have a membership one? fee? <laughs> Can I join? But for all the crazy cults and, th- and how legitimate things like Scientology have mm-hmm. become, I can believe people can get looped into just about any kind of craziness i agree given enough time i I, I say give it 500 years and several things we know is pure fiction now will be hard religion or or even hard science yeah or fact yeah yeah. (laughs) okay imagine if 500 for now is but what the fuck did i just say 500 (laughs) years from now Uh um there's i don't know a 300 foot lobster yeah because of these people named timmy turner timmy Timmy Turner. (laughs) turner lobster turner <laughs> we're all enslaved by it <laughs> um how did you guys feel about tommy oh i was like <laughs> at uh, first i was like this fucking kid dude this fucking douchebag i understand that he's just freaking out about his sister mm-hmm. you know 
But the fact that he goes and does the stupidest thing ever, steals his dad's gun when mm-hmm. he clearly doesn't know how to really use it, and then shoots, basically shoots James on accident. Yeah. Well, let me ask you like, this. What do y'all think the fucking point of Tommy was? Because I feel like this entire story could have not it's had for it in a, it. It's set up for another arc. Yeah, I feel like Tommy has to come back at some point because he know. takes the fall at the end of this. Mm-hmm. He... You know. Oh, that was the point. I mean, as well. I guess that's the point, but yeah. I was like, even that felt just that was the one thing I had a little bit of like a problem with how this story decided to go was that they were like, oh, mm-hmm. we'll just blame Tommy, even though we <laughs> all know Tommy. He didn't, <laughs> even though we all know he didn't do it. The I town's going to agreeingly come together and yeah. put it on this kid's this kid's shoulders because he is just a teenager, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. I was a little bummed that that was like how they got like a get out of jail free card. I feel like we to the I, house of slaughter, you know. Right. I feel like how well James had already written so much of this kind of shows that he must have a bigger, grander plan for, for a lot of this stuff that yeah. he sets up. Cause, cause I, after reading this and like trying to not only predict where he's going to go with every setup, mm-hmm. I, he just impressed me every time. And even if I did predict it, he pulled it off grander than I thought he would have. Yes. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I just have to assume that Tommy sets up something much, much bigger. Like, it's just crazy that... I, I hope that is the reality of Tommy, and it doesn't just end with him being in prison for, <laughs> in prison for the stuff yeah. we know he didn't do. <laughs> I feel like Tommy was, like, our third main. So yeah, I feel like absolutely. he there was definitely set up for a reason, you know? Because, um, yeah, I mean, do you want to talk about the ending? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like spontaneous. Uh, spontaneously, not spontaneously, serendipitously, uh, James and Erica end up on the same bus out mm-hmm. of town. And I was like, damn, that's kind of fucking sick. Because yeah. not only do we get like a road trip arc now, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, it just, it's, it also is a good ending. Because, like, you know how you get the closure you need. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Where they both get away from the haunted shit of the town you know i thought that was sick. and we get james slaughter <laughs> <laughs> I, that's where i'm that's what i'm really hoping it's gonna lead to like he's saying he's gonna go visit his mom visit his mom but mm-hmm. he's just gonna tag along with her yeah. unbeknownst to her you yeah know? i think that'd be cool yeah no i thought it was pretty cool so i mean it, it's interesting to know there's already another five issues out there where we can yeah. Have the answer to what's <laughs> yeah. going to happen in, these, in the next little story arc, but I'm excited to wait and kind of let it build mm-hmm. up because, like, the fact that you binged this 15 issues, it it, it reads like that. Mm-hmm. It yes. is technically five little arcs we read, but they read. As, I mean, I could argue it's so in between a full series and a movie. You know, like, yeah. mm-hmm. I think if I wanted this put to screen, I'm, I would have. I think a movie would have been a little bit better if they're only going to focus on like this Archer's peak storyline you know what i mean if they're going to stick to one town and do it i think a movie would have been best but if it was going to be like this is one episode and we get this whole thing done and then we get like six of these i think i could be kind of into that i say it every time we do this but animated movie i would really like this i think i think this could be really good live action and and i agree yeah but that's just so supernatural to me the show (laughs) you know what i mean so i mean yeah sure i just feel like there's been stranger things (laughs) yeah true that's true there has been the budget for whatever this adaptation will be should be a stranger things quality at the very Mm -hmm. fucking least at the least yeah yeah and so i can i can only have hopes because i mean i would rather watch 
you know, six to eight episodes of this than right. a two hour and a half movie. How long was it? The first it it was right under two hours. Yes, maybe there are around two hours. See, I feel like, and then that even feels like not a full story. And this feels like a full story. So I, I would, it would have to be in a, two hours and a half. You know yeah. I mean? Honestly, six episodes would be phenomenal. Cause there is kind of a lot mm-hmm. here and you don't want to cram it too much into, you don't want to cram it into two hours. Right. Um, I would even say argue four episodes, four one-hour-long episodes would episodes be fine. Would be pretty good. Docu series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine where it's like a camera crew with James, just like <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I would watch it. I would like it. Um, how did you guys feel about the whole Octo idea? The stuffed animals that we see. Oh yeah. That we do see like a dream sequence where we see like the House of Slaughter, like all the main masks of each like faction of the house kind of meeting and they all have their own stuffed animal with them how did you guys feel about that aspect of the of their lore i mean it makes me curious to how their monsters relate to them because we obviously see that erica's is incredibly personal to her it is the monster that killed her parents and then they help trap it in there i wonder if they're all that right that's what i'm saying well i'm curious like when that goes back to the even the origins of all of these people in Mm -hmm. the house you know um but i like that idea that they have agents from the other side is what i would consider that you know like Mm. you need a little bit of evil to fight evil with you know that kind of goes back to what happens in the doctor strange movie where the ancient one has to use dark magic you know it's like Mm -hmm. that kind of idea where you have to tap into the evil in order to overall defeat that said evil so i thought i thought her fucking octo looked sick in the whole part where if we finally get the full reveal and it's like a child demon or something it's horrifying she had to she mentioned that she had to reshape it Mm -hmm. like how it looked to her but she never wanted it to stop looking scary Yeah. yeah so it makes me think more again, like on the imaginary friend side of this thing, where it's mm-hmm. like maybe deep inside these monsters is like another child that's meeting along with this child. You know what I mean? That's so interesting. Because one point that we were not talking about too much is that James is assumingly closeted. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he had a thing for one of his best friends who it was seemed, pretty cool about it, which yeah. I was very grateful for. It wasn't <laughs> one of those, Hey, you gay. You yeah. know, and he was he like, was, Hey, no, not he was like Tyler's cute. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so it made me think like, okay, well, James has a detachment from mm-hmm. his other friends, even though they are his friends. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that is like another look at the monsters that they're like an imaginary friend, you know? And so it makes me wonder they didn't trap the monster in a stuffed animal for James. They didn't do it for beyond even. Mm. So do you think that's a necessary component for the house of slaughter? Did we see, I think that's part of their like induction. Um, but there's like one of the covers kind of hints oh, Tommy. something. Yeah, at that for Tommy. That's right. Where Tommy has, um, it's it's like a, a bear or something. Yeah. It's, a, it's just a stuffed animal. Uh-huh. And um, it's uh, his Sophie. sister. It's yeah, his yeah sister. it's his sister. So I can imagine at some, hopefully at some point, he call. gets a monster. That's fucking... And Oh, oh, it's a panda. It looks like a little panda. It's a panda. (laughs) (laughs) It's a panda. Um, So I'm hoping that maybe he gets it and he's still kind of fucked up in the head about his sister dying that he morphs it into his sister. Holy shit. So that way he kind of always has her with him. Yeah. This goes into that other aspect, his imaginary friend. Right. You know? That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I forgot about that cover. I was like, ooh, this looks cool. And then it never pays off. Dude, I was so upset that it never came out. (laughs) Yeah. It didn't have anything to do with him. Yeah. That's so interesting. I wonder if that was a f- an accident. Maybe it was supposed to, but then James 
Tynion figured out a way to stretch the story out in a different way. I mean, it could literally just be an Easter egg for future, future story yeah. arc. I like the idea that it would be Tommy that would go on to be the monster hunter because he's been forced to now see these exactly. horrific things, you know? I want to believe that if, oh, what if the House of Butcher picks up Tommy? Yeah, that, could, like, be, that yeah. could be another thing. I mean, that's a great idea. I imagine if they like, have the House of Beyond and Tommy. Well, yeah, true. No, but the House of Slaughter was mad that she had even, like, given him the power of sight exactly to the the monsters so i mean yeah it would make sense why he might go to the butchers um i was gonna ask uh fuck now i don't remember oh but tommy we don't get a definite age on tommy and Mm -hmm. so he is still very youthful Mm -hmm. he he must have been like right outside of high school he still wears a letter i was thinking maybe like 20 at the most yeah but i thought it was pretty cool that he was like also the manager at like the local like apple beans yeah that's what it was called it was called apple beans (laughs) i was so excited to talk about (laughs) that yeah i forgot about that apple beans that's such a good i'm so happy you brought that up yeah oh god um (laughs) we're going to apple beans oh it's our family tradition to go to apple beans um (laughs) god damn it um no apple beans is a good fucking name um i also like the idea where erica was like yeah they have big tables they're gonna be, be defunct in a couple of years you know what i mean like it's just it's just cool I um, thought it was interesting. Yeah, no, because she did say, like, places like this aren't really visited very much. Like, she made it seem like people don't go to restaurants very often anymore. I think she was talking about, like, shitty chains. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like a yeah. Chili's uh, or an I apple, was like, what apple she beans. <laughs> apple beans. What would the chilies be in this universe? Chippies. <laughs> so there was this um, commercial the other day that came on when I was watching UFC. Okay. And my little brother was with me. Uh-huh. And it, it there's a song in the commercial, and it starts off saying, like, um fancy fancy like applebee's uh-huh. and my little brother isaac was all is applebee's fancy <laughs> and immediately i was all no way <laughs> no way nowhere that sells dollaritas <laughs> god damn it what's the dollarita called at applebee's dollarita it's still called yeah, a dollar they're literally called a dollarita <laughs> i was talking about beans oh with the beans, beans. <laughs> oh. yeah still a dollarita it'll be a 50 center um <laughs> god damn it uh no but i mean uh, something one. is killing the children it's not a good thing but it's a pretty good book it's a fucking great book um it's awesome the I coloring like, is really good the yeah depth. it shows a lot of depth I'm, yeah no, for sure. and it was nice to read something that had consistent writing and artists through it you know because that's yeah. something we jump around a little yes. bit on where we get books that have multiple artists you know and it's like hope it's, it's more so with like the big two yeah that's true um the big you know we've been reading some big two that had that so it was nice mm-hmm. to just have a solid is idea from what is poop what are you talking about the, the big, big two? two? Oh, <laughs> i get it now the big deuce yeah. uh, no uh, marvel and dc um no there's still just two more characters uh, we can barely touch on which is sheriff joe oh, and yeah. his brother well i mean that's his two cousin characters. it was like his cousin or no something. i think it's his, the his he brother. keeps calling him older brother when oh, we first okay. introduced yeah. him and so the coroner, who is a dickbag. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, how did you guys feel like about these characters? I like the coroner. I like that he was so, like, uh, I guess, like, lenient on his job. Like, he kind of <laughs> just didn't give a shit. Yeah. And he was like, I I got to look at dead bodies. What, what the fuck do you want me to feel like? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, oh, I bought, I brought a backpack full of beer. 
because there's fucking dead children everywhere that I have to look at. Like, I, I like that he's just so openly against it. You know what yeah, I mean? No, like, yeah, just ready to be like, this is fucking ridiculous. And then even to the point where he starts trying to quit. And then the sheriff, the other person we're talking uh-huh. about, doesn't let him. <laughs> which, good on you, sheriff. Yeah. Don't fucking let him quit right now because he, he, he shouldn't. <laughs> I agree. No, I like the sheriff. I mean, I feel like... I felt so bad for him, too. Well, I felt like at first he was being written as very, like, a uh, generic, like, the police he, element he of it. He was almost like a plot device. Yeah. Where it's like, here's right. another thing they have to deal with. We have, obviously, the police are going to be involved with the situation, so right. we have to have the sheriff of the town. But I liked that by the time, but that he was more willing to accept the unnatural than you usually get from that level of character. It would usually in this story writing, it would take the girl being ripped in half in the air right in front of him for him to finally come around. Yeah. But it's way sooner than that. He's willing to basically be, all right, what are these fucking aliens? You know, and I fucking love that (laughs) part. All right, they're aliens, right? She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And and to me, wasn't it with James? I think it's with James. James. Yeah. Oh yeah. For me, it was such a generational thing where it's like, someone older like that would lean aliens yeah, you know your yes. brain would be like oh aliens because you're you know that's was what was big in the 80s and yeah. stuff you know so um i thought that was so funny because that's i feel like an older person is exactly what they would go to in these like in a supernatural element versus like ghosts or monsters for sure for sure <laughs> i feel like even today yeah. i'd be like ooh, maybe aliens, aliens? are like experimenting they're they're like testing the durability of yeah. these kids <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> they're just testing out their weapons yeah it cuts good <laughs> um uh no so there's another cop we don't remember his name mm-hmm. i think it's john maybe he's the one that takes oh, beyond beyond yeah. he was the lead investigator on the case the right. last case of the children dying exactly right with james involved i found yeah. him very sympathetic i found every motive he made and every decision he did uh, i should have vice versa those words mm-hmm. um very on brand with what I would probably mm-hmm. be doing yeah. in this situation. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I felt terrible whenever the white masks showed up to, what, <laughs> what were they doing? Were they coming to get beyond? Yeah. Yeah. That's literally there. They were there to take beyond. And then they fucking kill him, right? Yeah. Yep. But he's, he's a fucking pro, even with a slash throat, mm-hmm. pulling the gun out and shooting one full in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Damn. Badass. Yeah. This book was very, uh, merciless in its killing sometime, which yeah. I also could appreciate, you know, the, like I did not expect him to die like so violently like yeah. that so when it happened and same with aaron when aaron died i didn't expect it so Dude. when that happened i was like oh fuck like this is they're yeah. they're killing off people that matter like yeah. holy shit aaron slaughter felt like such a notable character going forward it felt mm. like something he that, looked badass yeah, too i agree so i was like oh shit like, so he's the main character of the spinoff book the house Ooh, is okay. so the spinoff so book takes prequel. place before yeah um so there's one more character that we also haven't brought up that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Which was the principal. Oh, the principal God. was such an interesting character because yeah. he even says it himself. He's he's like, just a few years ago, I was in school just like yeah. you guys. <laughs> so like he's got to be, even him is probably around Tommy's age, maybe 20, but 21 years old. He's probably old. like, like, like a 20s. senior when Tommy was a, a freshman or something. Yeah, like yeah. exactly. So he, he's maybe... 24 25 right. you know at the oldest and so he's you see him like breaking like this is obviously the first time he's been put in any sort of position like this exactly um and then the past two weeks just all these fucking kids have been dying and so he kind of uh, the first introduction with him you, he kind of breaks in front of the main character yeah. which is james <laughs> yeah and he's just like cussing and he's like i'm sorry like <laughs> i should not be doing this they should fire me <laughs> yeah. and the fact that 
he has a complete turnaround towards the end. Mm -hmm. He completely comes back from that and he starts kind of taking charge, even with fucking Sophie and Tommy's mom being another very sympathetic character. All like very, very much deserved for her to be acting how she's acting, but she was acting like a fucking piece of shit. (laughs) You know? Like it's like I get it. I understand. I can't blame you, but calm the fuck down. She just had to see Sophie, man. Yeah, no, I get it. I it mean, was, it was Sophie's choice. I couldn't even imagine. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was Sophie's so. choice. <laughs> Gosh, okay, but yeah, I mean, well, let's let's wrap it up. Something is killing the children. First fifteen issues. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys was it spooky enough? Absolutely, dude. I I loved it. Okay. It's probably the I really spookiest thing it. we have read so far. Yeah. True. Yeah, out of dead earth and immortal hole yeah which mm-hmm. were both spooky but like in a surprising kind of way where i yeah. think right out the gate this was like oh we're gonna be seeing kids get eight you know yeah. so get eight <laughs> um i thought it was perfect for our spooky season you recommend it read i absolutely recommend it and for like a spooky season kind of read you want to read a little something scary you know are you an it a stephen king it kind of fan mm-hmm. did you find it Jump at all de- derivative of it Everything's derivative, <laughs> derivative of everything, in yeah. my opinion, is what I'd come to that. It's a lot of ideas that have been touched on before, but brought together in, a, in their own way that flows so nicely down yeah. the river, like you said before. So even think, if these yeah. aren't the most unique ideas put to page, they're done in a way that makes it fresh and enjoyable. I agree. The, story tell- the storytelling is impeccable. I parade it. I, um, I just wanted to close this out by saying that if... You like the show Supernatural? <laughs> you would probably really like this comic. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> but um, go ahead. Anybody, pick it up and read it. It's a great comic. Stop it. Stop the noise. There's a lot of discourse over that show. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm, sure, I'm sure plenty of people listening to this episode are like, why do these guys fucking hate Supernatural so much? <laughs> well, one of us loves it. <laughs> it's... I wouldn't say I love it, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was something that me and my sister watched a lot, you know, yeah. like whenever we had time. So we would watch it together. And this this comic really, obviously, I've said it plenty of times, mm. really reminded me of that show. And uh, if you're into that kind of thing, this is definitely the comic for you. Okay, so vice versa. If you are a fan of Supernatural, yeah, definitely pick up this book. Yeah. Yes. Okay, exactly. I thought you were trying to do like a backdoor pilot of like, oh like let's everybody watch supernatural <laughs> <laughs> no no okay. if you're a fan of supernatural this is definitely gonna gonna tingle you nice. <laughs> i had to say it in a weird right. way well next week we are talking blue and green yeah by rom v and anand rk, RK. Yeah. oh i thought y'all I were assume. saying blue and green it's blue in green blue in green yeah okay um hopefully it's boopy Ooh. um Thank you guys for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram. That's in the show notes below. Um, hit us up. Yeah, if like, you guys, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, definitely. If you guys have uh, some suggestions for us, go ahead and uh, float them our way. Uh, all right. So we will uh, be back next week for Blue and Green. We will uh, see you guys there. We'll see you on another time. Bye. Goodbye. A couple of guys and a dog making candles. Bye.